The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Our story begins during the early part of the 13th century in the Augustinian convent at Coimbra. There, a young monk with his superior is watching the funeral procession of the five Franciscan brothers who suffered martyrdom in Morocco. It's a sad sight, Brother Ferdinand. Very sad. Sad indeed. But truly glorious. I should like to meet my own death that way, Father. You, Brother Ferdinand? Yes, Father. As I have watched those five precious burdens being carried to the shore, I have become filled with a strong desire to follow in their footsteps. Father, much as I should like to remain here in this convent, which has been my home since I was a mere boy of 15, I believe that I have been called to the ranks of the Franciscans. Then you wish to leave us? Yes, Father. But where will you go? To the Franciscan convent of St. Anthony here in Coimbra. Oh, Father, I pray you, grant me your permission. You feel this? That this desire is not merely born of your will, but that it is rather a call from God himself? Oh, I do, Father. I do. Then go, my son, and may God smile upon you in all you undertake. So the young Augustinian monk called Ferdinand went to the convent of St. Anthony where he took the vows of the Franciscan order and assumed the name of Anthony in honor of the patriarch of hermits. And before long, he was recognized as one of the most eloquent preachers of the day. And when Italy was overrun with bitter religious controversies and the people began to doubt their faith and their religion, Anthony was not discouraged, 
but went to the banks of the river, gathered a small group about him, and preached to them. Be quiet. Brother Anthony, speak. My friends, as I passed among you today, I knew that your minds were of the small, selfish things of life and of the world. The trifles that leave no time for the important things of heaven. And I thought that, like our great father Francis, I would turn from human beings and appeal to those human, humble creatures that swim in the sea. Perhaps, perhaps they will have time to listen. What does he mean? I do not know. Oh, ye fishes of the river, ye fishes of the sea, it is to you I have come to announce the word of God, since men have turned away from him and refused to listen. Look, see the disturbance in the water. It is as though the fish were really coming to the surface. Oh, to my listen. brothers, the fishes. You owe a great debt of gratitude to your creator. It was he who was assigned to you for your abode. This noble The life of the blessed Anthony was destined to be filled with great and holy experiences. And from these experiences, we have chosen the most outstanding. There came a time when the blessed saint was invited to the home of a heretic by name Gia, and after partaking of a sumptuous meal... A most delicious meal, my son. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Father Anthony. It was kind of you to invite me. It was kind of you to come. I was afraid you might refuse. Refuse? But why should I? Well, after all, Father, I... I am an enemy of yours. Well, it is a part of my mission to make friends of enemies. Oh, I, I see. Then, uh, then you plan to convert me, is that it? Yes, I fully expect to convert you, my son. Well, Father, I'm very much afraid that you will have to be disappointed. Although I must confess your preaching is very convincing. You make your doctrine sound most attractive. You... you imply that I have made false statements? Well, not exactly. Or at least not intentionally. Perhaps you did not mean just what your words implied. Whatever I have said or implied, I have meant. Your words have... Oh, but let us cease with words and come to deeds. Yesterday I heard you preach. And among other things, you said that the body of your Christ was present in the sacrament of the altar. You did say that, did you not? I did. And you meant exactly what that statement implied? I did. Very well, then. Prove that presence, and I shall renounce my own beliefs and submit to the yoke of the doctrine you teach. And what sort of proof do you ask? Well, I have a beast of burden, a mule that I will keep three days without eating. Then, bringing it before the people, I will offer it food. You on your side will appear on the same spot as myself, bearing the body of the Lord, as you call it. If the animal, in place of satisfying its raging hunger, prostrates itself to adore the blessed sacrament, I will embrace the faith. My son, it is not my mission to go about giving signs and performing miracles. Then you refuse. Oh, no. Wait. 
The oldest thing you ask of me is outside my province as a servant of God. I have full confidence in my Savior, Jesus Christ, who will grant me what you ask for the salvation of you and all those who shall witness the exhibition of his power. News of Giard's strange bargain with Father Anthony spread throughout all the Burgess. And when the day that it agreed upon dawn, a great crowd gathered in the marketplace. Father Anthony had just celebrated Mass in a nearby chapel and had come straightway from there to the marketplace. He was carrying the most holy body of Christ, and as he approached Giard... Ah, there you are, Father. You, uh, you mean to go through with this little experiment? Of course, my son, of course. Good, good. Now, you stand there, and, and I shall stand here. So. Now, are you ready, Father? Quite ready. Very well. Francois! Yes, Master. Let the mule approach. Yes, Master. Surely the mule will go to that basket of food that rests on the ground in front of Gilead. It would be... But look, the mule has been loosed. In the name, and by the almighty power of thy creator, whom I here hold in my hands, notwithstanding my extreme unworthiness, I order thee to approach and to testify to him who created thee that profound respect which is his due, in order that these misguided, wandering souls may be convinced that all creatures are subject to the divine creator, who descends upon our altars at the first voice of his priest. Look, the mule has passed the food. He paused in front of Father Anthony. And look, the mule kneels before the Blessed Sacrament. Father Anthony, my, my mule. As you see, my son, your mule kneels before the Blessed Sacrament. As I, I too would kneel. Oh, Father in heaven, forgive me my sin. Confess your sins, my son, and they shall be forgiven. Be baptized, and so be saved. And some time later, while the wonder-worker of Padua was traveling about the picturesque countryside of France, he was invited to the home of a certain nobleman called Andre, and a quiet, peaceful room was prepared for Father Anthony. That night, after the evening meal, Andre took the blessed Anthony for a stroll through the heavenly-scented, moonlit garden. You... you are weary, Father? You wish to return to the house? Not yet, my son, not yet. But wait. Let us pause for a moment beneath this great tree. Very well, Father. And let us ponder a moment... On God's great goodness. Think. Think how barren 
How bleak this spot would be if God had not given life to each plant, color to each brilliant blossom. Oh, Lord, forgive us if at times we take these things for much for granted and raise not our voices in thanksgiving. Oh, God, we thank thee now for the life thou hast given us and the senses with which to enjoy it. We thank thee now for each and every living, breathing thing, the warm rays of the sun, the white light of the moon, the myriad twinkling stars in the far-off heavens of deepest blue. Truly, O oh Lord, thy generosity passeth all understanding. Amen. Amen. No, but you must, you must forgive me, my son, if... For the moment, I forgot my position as your guest and ignored you, my host. You see, the beauty of your garden quite carried me away. Father, never before has this garden seemed more beautiful. Why? Can it be that your presence has... My been... son, your garden has not changed in the slightest. It is simply that, well, perhaps for the first time, you recognize in it... The handiwork of the master gardener. Yes. Yes, I suppose that's true. It's always been here. As long as I can remember it's been here. Think of it. All this beauty. And I've never really seen it until just now. And in that you are fortunate, my son. Fortunate, father? Fortunate that you have at last become conscious of its presence. Many people pass on from this life to the next without ever realizing that the very happiness, the beauty they have sought throughout their whole lives was always very close to them, perhaps in their very own garden. Ah, but it grows late, and I'm weary. If you will be so kind... Of course, of course, Father. I shall take you to your room. Thank you. Thank you, my son. And later that night, after Anthony had been taken to the room where he was to spend the night, Andre and his wife Marie sat together and discussed the events of the day. It's strange, Marie, but it seems that since Father Anthony has been here, everything has become new and different, almost as though each and every commonplace thing has suddenly acquired a new value. A value that has hitherto been overlooked. I think I know just what you mean, Andre. It is as though our eyes had suddenly opened upon a new world. A new world? No. No, it can't be that. Our world hasn't changed. It's always been just the same. Perhaps we... Yes. Yes, of course. It's our eyes, Marie. We're looking upon the world through new eyes. The eyes of unselfish love. The kind of love Father Anthony feels for God. A pure and holy love. Devoid of selfish thoughts. Yes. Yes, Andre, I believe that's it. Within my heart, I feel an ever-surging desire to be charitable. For charity's sake. To serve my fellow creatures. To love my heavenly father with all my heart and mind. Tell me, Andre, what has caused this? I... I cannot be sure. 
But perhaps Father Anthony has given us a new understanding, a nearness to God that as yet we cannot fully understand. At this very moment, I seem to sense a presence within this house, a heavenly presence. Can it be that I must be sure, I must be sure. And as though driven by a guiding star, Andre went straight to the door of Father Anthony's room. A great, radiant light seemed to surround it. And silently, cautiously, he pushed it ajar until he beheld the blessed Anthony kneeling in fervent prayer before a crucifix. He paused to listen. My Lord, I would not complain. Your life was one long martyrdom. Your own people rejected you. The very people whose religious practices you had known and loved as a child. That, I think, was the bitterest suffering of all. That you came to your own and they received you not. My Savior... I, too, often preach to my own, and oftentimes they neither hear nor heed me. It is then that I grow sad and sometimes weep, for I fear that I have failed thee. Oh, God in heaven, I pray thee, give me a sign. A sign by which I shall know that my love for thee is good and holy, and that thou lovest me. What? What is this? Can this be possible? Do my arms hold this sweet child whose face holds all the beauty and loveliness the world has ever known? The same child that Mary held to her breast whose faltering footsteps Joseph heard battering about the carpenter shop in far-off Nazareth? Fresh, firm, and tangible within the compass of my hands. The eternal Son of God and Son of Man resting against my poor heart. Your infant hands caress my face. I can feel the warmth of your small body through the breast of my habit. In my heart, I hear your voice, a voice possessed of heavenly music. You smile, and in that smile I found a beauty such as mortal men shall never know, until at last he too beholds thy sweet and holy face. 
by the arts. Here was a man who loved his God with all his heart, his soul, his mind, and whose God loved him. I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymore for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, Learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, 
I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.